Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Chat Sam. Chat Sam. Chat Sam. Wow. <laughs> I'm Sam. <laughs> I'm Amirza. And I'm Oya. The only yeah. chat one is Sam. The Chat Sam. <laughs> the Chat Sam. <laughs> oh, my God. It's been Great a while till I ho- till I, since I hosted. Oh, my God. I can't talk. <laughs> Clearly, it's been a while. Um, from for those of you who haven't subscribed, uh, click that subscribe button on YouTube and follow us on Spotify, um, and Apple and Google Podcasts if you haven't done so. Spread the word as well because we mm. need the growth. We need the, yeah. the followers. Okay, yeah, to spread, spread it our like chatness. Delta. Yeah, yes. <laughs> spread your ass. Okay, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I love to spread that oh, ass, no. mate. All right. Um, <laughs> um, how are you guys doing? Any updates from your end? Uh, I think since we're recording on a different day that we usually don't record or mm-hmm. on, come and speak, um, no updates. <laughs> no updates. Nice. Very, very good. Well, um. I'll just do a COVID update, just like what we did um, last week. So um, basically, we are currently on 15,717 total oh, in New no. South Wales. Um, Don't clap that. <laughs> Honestly, I've given it up already. Mate. Oh, my <laughs> God. Well, fair enough, fair enough. Um, mm. And today, um, which is the 19th of August, 2021, uh, we've hit record daily c- cases of 681. That's insane. Mm. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's any new updates in terms of um, of restrictions or anything like that. It's probably still going to remain the same for the next couple months. So um, you guys out there in, in Sydney better find some new stuff to do at home, you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Get a switch. Get a switch yeah, yeah. made and play with us. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. honestly, let us know. Comment down below or let us know on our Instagram and tell us where we can game together. We can play some other stuff. There's a lot of online games going around at the moment, so let's keep in touch. All right. Let's move on to um, the episode for today. So do you guys have any idea what we're doing today? Well, let me guess. I did mention it a little bit. <laughs> uh, it's definitely an Indonesian episode. So, oh, what a guess! <laughs> um, so, what we're actually doing is what I like to call a chat lesson. Um, and today's Ooh. lesson is going to be Indonesian history. Um, yay! Um, so, yeah, basically, <clears throat> to get us started. Um, from remains of Homo erectus in Indonesia known as Java Man to the Indonesian Communist Purge. Um, today we learn about the roots of our country and how we are here today as the chat fam. Um, yeah. Basically how this is going to work throughout the episode, uh, there will also be random pop-up quizzes. Um, so I'm finally putting you guys head-to-head on a quiz. <laughs> I'm not going to be winning or losing this time. Oh, real competition yeah. now. Competition. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> so actually what i'll get you to do um some of them are uh, multiple choice but um they're the last one might be something a little bit different um so if you have pen and paper around you feel free to do so or if you have your phone um just write down something i don't know 
find something to write on. Um, but yeah, you'll get some chances to win points to become the ultimate champion. <laughs> what? Chat what? Champion? Champion? You get it? Oh my god. Anyway, let's That's get so started funny. on a <gasps> chat lesson Indonesian history. All right, so we're going to be starting off with the prehistory. So basically, um, Indonesian facts show that the country has an extremely rich history that has started at least one and a half million years ago. Um, but it became an independent country only in the mid 20th century after World War II. So its history has been shaped by its natural resources, human migrations and contacts, wars and conquests, as well as trade and economics. Um, Indonesia has a very large coastline in which many interland and international trades were formed. The country is made of many islands that stretch along the equator across Southeast Asia. Oh, thank you, guys. Oh, you, sorry, you were saying? Now, I was just going to say this topic has come at such a great time because Independence Day was like, Yesterday, no, two days ago. Oh, so it happy was. Independence oh. Day, happy Indonesia. Independence Day to Indonesia. It really was. It was like only yeah, a couple of days ago. Merdeka. Merdeka, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, celebrating, yeah, celebrating yeah. Um, Indonesian independence in this episode. So, yeah. Um, first question. Indonesia is made up of approximately how many islands? A, 2,000 to 5,000. B, 11,000 to 12,000. Or C, 17,000 to 18,000. I'll give you guys about 10 seconds. Do you, go, do you want us to shout our answer or just write it down? Um, you can shout it out for the audience as well, but also show it for the audience on YouTube. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. So, you guys ready? Yep. yep. Yeah? And in three, two, one. What are your answers? What was the letter? C. C, C? You, both, C. you both answered C. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> 17 to 18, that was C. Well, 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 it looks like you both are absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, the answer is. Indeed, 17 to 18,000 islands, in which 8,844 are named and 922 are permanently inhabited. Very, very interesting. All right. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of islands. That's a large number. Inhabit- yeah. All right. Um, and moving on. So in 2007, evidence for the presence of humans in Indonesia were found in Sangiran as two bones that have been carved by clamshell tools showed to have been formed around 1.6 million years ago. Um, remains of Homo erectus, known as Java Man, were first discovered by the Dutch in the 1890s that were at least 700,000 years old. Austronesian people form the majority of the modern population. They may have arrived in Indonesia around 2000 BCE and are thought to have originated in Taiwan. Dong Son culture, which originated from Vietnam, spread to Indonesia, bringing with it techniques of wet field rice cultivation, which is very common today. You see uh, rice fields everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Ritual, bu- ritual <clears throat> buffalo sacrifice, bronze casting, megalithic practices, which is practices of stone um, structures, 
and ikat weaving methods, which is basically mm. weaving. Uh, ikat is like tying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got the second question coming up. What allowed villages, towns, and small kingdoms to flourish by the first century CE? Was it A, ideal agricultural conditions and the mastering of wet field rice cultivation? B, high-level maritime skills? Or C, the arrival of the Homo Florensis who developed clay pottery and temple construction? Uh, Okay, I think I know. I mean, I'm going to, I mean, I guess. You're going to guess? Yeah. Are All we counting right. down? Yeah. yeah. Three, two, one. A. A. <laughs> A? Oh, look yeah. at that. You both were just like me and Oya in the last episode. So oh, you both true. voted on A. Yes. Is that correct? That is indeed correct. You guys get Yay. another point. I should be writing this down, actually. I'm not really prepared, eh? S- yeah. S slash M. You both get two points, mate. All right. So the answer was indeed ideal agricultural conditions and the mastering of wet field rice cultivation as early as the 8th century BCE um, allowed these villages, towns, and small kingdoms to flourish by the 1st century CE. These kingdoms evolved with their own ethnic and tribal religions. Java's hot and even temperature, abundant rain and volcanic soil was perfect for wet rice cultivation. So moving on to the Hindu Buddhist civilizations. So Indonesia, like much of Southeast Asia, was influenced by Indian culture from the second century through the Indian dynasties like the Pallava, Gupta, Pala, and Chola in the succeeding centuries up to the 12th century. Indian culture spread across all of Southeast Asia. One such early kingdom was Tarumanagara, which flourished between 358 and 669 CE. Located in West Java, close to modern-day Jakarta, its 5th century king, Purnawarman, established the earliest known inscriptions in Java. The inscription was located actually near Bogor. Question, on this monument where he made the inscription, what did King Purnawarman decide to inscribe? Was it A, a love letter to his departed wife who died from childbirth? B, his observations during a hunting trip where a rhino had stomped a wildcat to death? Or C, his name and made an imprint of his footprints as well as his elephant's footprints. Interesting. Very interesting. <clears throat> interesting indeed. Interesting <laughs> indeed. You guys are ready? Yeah. Okay. And in three, two, one. C. A. Oh, we got some different answers here this time on question three. Um, Oya, you said A, a love letter to his departed wife who died from childbirth. And Mirza, you said C, his name and made an imprint of his footprints as well as his elephant's footprints. (laughs) Who is correct? Well, on this monument, King Purnawarman inscribed his name and made an imprint of his footprints as well as his elephant's footprints. A point to Mirza, leading at three points. 
Um, the accompanying inscription reads, here are the footprints of King Purnawarman, the heroic conqueror of the world. Um, this inscription is written in Pallava script and in Sanskrit, and it is still clear after 1,500 years. Purnawarman apparently built a canal that changed the course of the Chakung River and drained a coastal area for agriculture and settlement purposes. Well done. Good All on right. you, Purnawarman. Good on you, Purnawarman. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so let's see here. Um, by the 15th century, two major states dominated this period. Majapahit in East Java, the greatest of the pre-Islamic Indonesian states, and Malacca on the west coast of Malay Peninsula. Oh, Malacca. Malacca, yeah. That's <laughs> like a rude word. Yeah, <laughs> it, it does sound like a, it's also the start of, uh, my name's in it too. Malacca, oh, yeah, Malacca. Mal- <laughs> Malacca means donkey in Greek. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Very interesting. Um, yeah, so Malacca on the west coast of the Malay Peninsula um, is arguably one of the greatest of the Muslim trading empires. This marked the rise of Muslim states in the Indonesian archipelago. Archipelago. Yeah, which is basically yeah. a group of um, islands. islands. How do you say it again? Archipel- archipelago. 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 Yeah. Moving on. Um, <laughs> from the 7th century, the powerful Sriwijaya na- naval kingdom flourished as a result of the trade and influences of Hinduism and Buddhism that were imported with it. So they established areas over Sumatra, Western Java, and much of Malay Peninsula. And dominating the Malacca and Sunda traits, uh, the empire controlled both the spice route traffic and local trade. So we're about to come up to the next question now, guys. Um, Islam eventually made its way to the Aceh region of Sumatra, um, spreading this influence through contacts with Arabs and Indian traders. By the late 13th century, the kingdom of Pasai in northern Sumatra converted to Islam. The last inscription dates to 1374, where a crown prince, Ananga Farman, is mentioned. So question, following these events, why did Sriwajaya cease to exist by the year 1414? Was it A, Parameswara, the kingdom's last prince, fled to Malacca, due to a constant conflict with several Javanese kingdoms. B, Majapahit, a Javanese kingdom, had conquered them due to religious conflicts. Or C, they disappeared mysteriously, with archaeologists finding their remains gathered together in a triangular shape. Illuminati. Um, um, I'm gonna, I've got my answer. Got your answer? How about you, Oya? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, ready? And three, two, one. A. Oh, <laughs> we got some different answers again. Um, so Oya went for A. Oh, wait. No, no, Oya went for B. Gwebe. Lisa went for A. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it was actually A. Bara oh, Meswara. What a cheat. Last <laughs> Look at 
him, fled to Malacca due to constant conflict with several Javanese kingdoms. Later, his son converted to Islam and founded the Sultanate of Malacca on the Malay Peninsula. Look at that. Uh, this no, I was going to say, why am I, like, doing so well in Indonesian quizzes? That's what I mean. You're like, <laughs> I know. See? You're pretending to not know a lot about Indo when yeah, low-key. You know, this so guy's cheating, mate. This guy's yeah, cheating. Yeah, he's probably low-key a professor of Indonesian. <laughs> like, what a cunt. Teaching it to other kids. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mirza. All right. Let's see here. <clears throat> So, yeah, um, we can move on to the age of Islamic states. So the earliest accounts. Alhamdulillah. (laughs) (laughs) So the earliest accounts of the Indonesian archipelago. I can't say that word. The earliest accounts of the Indonesian archipelago date from the Abbasid Caliphate. According to those early accounts, um, the Indonesian Archipelago were famous among early Muslim sailors, mainly due to its abundance of precious spice trade com- commodities such as nutmeg, cloves, galangal, and many other spices. Um, although it is known that the spread of Islam began in the west of the archipelago, I want to hate this ah. word, the fragmentary evidence does not suggest a rolling wave of conversion through adjacent areas. Rather, it suggests the process was complicated and slow. Other Indonesian areas gradually adopted Islam, making it the dominant religion in Java and Sumatra by the end of the 16th century. For the most part, Islam overlaid and mixed with existing cultural and religious influences, which basically shaped the predominant form of Islam in Indonesia, particularly in Java. Only Bali retained a Hindu majority, In the eastern archipelago, both Christian and Islamic missionaries were active in the 16th and 17th centuries, and currently there are large communities of both religions in these islands. Starting off with the first exploratory expeditions sent from newly conquered Malacca in 1512, the Portuguese were the first Europeans to arrive in Indonesia and sought to dominate the sources of valuable spices and to extend the Catholic Church's missionary efforts. The Portuguese turned east to Maluku and through both military conquests and alliance with local rulers, they established trading posts, forts and missions on the island of Ternate, Ambon and Solor, among others. So question, the most significant impacts of the Portuguese arrival were the disruption and disorganization of the trade network, mostly as, as a result of their conquest of Malacca. And what was the other major impact? A, the first significant plantings of Christianity in Indonesia. B, peri-peri chicken. Or C, a number of Indonesian words. Hmm. You guys ready? Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to guess. Yeah, I'm going to guess. Oh, look at this. Uh, I don't know what it is. In three, two, one. C. Ah. Whoa, okay. So what was that? Mirza went with C, a number of Indonesian words, and Oya, you went for the first significant plantings of Christianity in Indonesia. Yeah. It was indeed the first significant plantings of Christianity uh-huh. and in, uh, in Indonesia. So Oya gets a point. Um, 
there have continued to be Christian communities in Eastern Indonesia through to the present, which has contributed to a sense of shared interest with Europeans, particularly among the Ambonese. Very mm. interesting. So that's where Christianity started in Indonesia. Yeah, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, pretty cool. Thought it would have been the Dutch. Yeah. So speaking of the Dutch, in 1619, the VOC, which is basically um, the Dutch, I think it was the Indian East East Indian Trades, East Indies Trades, something like that. Um, anyway, there were still Dutch people. They conquered the West Javan city of Jayakarta, where they founded the city of Batavia, which is present-day Jakarta. Hmm. The Dutch followed the Portuguese aspirations, courage, brutality, and strategies, but brought better organization, weapons, ships, and superior financial backing. Although they failed to gain complete control of the Indonesian spice trade, they had much more success than the previous Portuguese efforts. They exploited the fractionalization of the small kingdoms in Java that had replaced Majapahit, establishing a permanent foothold in Java from which grew a land-based colonial empire, which became one of the richest colonial possessions on earth. So coming on to our next question. After the VOC was dissolved in 1800 following bankruptcy and after a short British rule under Thomas Stanford Raffles, the Dutch state took over the VOC possessions in 1816. A Javanese uprising was crushed in the Java War of 1825 to 1830. 1830? <laughs> 1835 to 1830. <laughs> After 1830, a system of forced cultivations and indentured labor was introduced on Java, which was called the This system brought the Dutch and the Indonesian allies enormous wealth. So the question is, what did the cultivation system entail? Was it A, sending Dutch troops to neighboring islands, pillaging them? Was it B, gathering Indonesian slaves and selling them to wealthy European nobles? Or was it C, tying peasants to their land, forcing them to work in government-owned plantations? Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah, that is a hard one. Mm, I didn't put a they're stupid good. answer in there. <laughs> they're, they're all good answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool answer. You guys yeah. are ready? So in three, two, one. C. A. Oh, yeah, did you say was, A? Yeah. Rizzo, you said, said C. C. I was going to go for A as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see what the answer is. So the cultivation system tied peasants to their land forcing them to work in government-owned plantations for 60 days of the year Rude. another point Whoa. goes to mirza wow. how, how, how messed up is that though it is messed up yeah but actually the system was abolished in a more liberal period after 1870 in 1901 the dutch adopted what they called the ethical policy which included somewhat increased investments in indigenous education and modest political reforms. So not too bad. All right, so moving on to the emergence of Indonesia in itself. So in October 1908, the first nationalist movement was formed called the Budi Utomo. On the 10th of September 1912, the first nationalist mass movement was formed, Sarakat Islam. By December 1912, Sarakat Islam had 93,000 members. 
The Dutch responded after the First World War with repressive measures. Um, so in the post-World War I era, the Indonesian communists who were associated with the, um, with the Third International started to accept the nationalist movement. The repression of the nationalist movement led to many arrests, including Indonesia's first president, Sukarno, who was imprisoned for political activities on the 29th of December 1929. Also arrested was Mohamed Hatta, the first vice president of Indonesia. Additionally, Sultan Jahir, who later became the first prime minister of Indonesia, was also arrested on this date. So all these Indonesian prime ministers and um, presidents getting arrested. Um, Yeah. So the Japanese invasion and subsequent occupation during World War II interrupted Dutch rule and encouraged the previously suppressed Indonesian independence movement. The Japanese military defeated last Dutch forces in the East Indies in March 1942. In July 1942, Sukarno accepted Japan's offer to rally the public in support of the Japanese war effort. Sukarno and Mohamed Hatta were decorated by the Emperor of Japan in 1943. However, experience of the Japanese occupation of Dutch East Indies varied considerably. So question... How was this so? A. The Japanese were a lot more lenient with the increasing spread of Islam. B. Torture, sex slavery, arbitrary arrest and execution and other war crimes were prominent. Or C. Cultural influence was very outstanding from foods to traditional practices. All right. So you guys have your answer? In three, two, one. C. Ooh, okay. <laughs> All right. So it looks like none of you are getting a point for this oh, question. It was actually B. I knew it was B. Oh. Yes, it was. Many who lived in areas considered important to the war effort experienced torture, sex slavery, arbitrary arrest and execution, and other oh, war no. crimes. By the now, Japanese? By the Japanese, yeah. yes. So oh they've um, much worse rule than Dutch. We would have rather the Dutch, but would have rather no one, to be honest. Um, but thousands taken away from Indonesia as war laborers, um, which were called Ramusha, suffered or died as a result of ill treatment and starvation. People of Dutch and even mixed Dutch Indonesian descent were particular targets of the Japanese occupation. So on August 1945, Sukarno, Hatta, and Rajiman Wedion-Diningrat were flown mm. to meet Marshal Hisaichi Tarauchi in Vietnam. They wow. were told that Japan intended to announce Indonesia's independence on 24th of August. After the Japanese surrender, however, Sukarno unilaterally proclaimed Indonesian independence on 17th of August. A later UN report stated that 4 million people died in Indonesia as a result of the Japanese occupation. That's insane. Uh, Just to wrap up everything, two days after the surrender of Japan in August 1949, nationalist leader Sukarno declared independence and became president. The Netherlands tried to reestablish its rule, but a bitter armed and diplomatic struggle ended in December 1949, when in the face of international pressure, the Dutch formally recognized Indonesia's independence. An attempted coup 
coup in 1965 led to violent army-led anti-communist purge in which over half a million people were killed. General Suharto politically outmaneuvered President Sukarno and became president in March 1968. His new order administration garnered the favor of the West, whose investment in Indonesia was a major factor in the subsequent three decades of substantial economic growth. In the late 1990s, however, Indonesia was a country hardest hit by the East Asian financial crisis, which led to popular protests and Suharto's resignation on 21st of May 1998. The reformasi era followed Suharto's resigna- resignation has led to a strengthening of democratic processes, including a regional autonomy program, the secession of East Timor, and the first direct presidential election in 2004. Political and economic instability, social unrest, corruption, natural disasters, and terrorism have slowed progress. And that's the way to end this history lesson of our lovely country. How did you guys find that? (laughs) Why that? You're going to end it on that? (laughs) Yeah, we are going to end it on that. Why not? It's the way the country is. Our beautiful country. (laughs) It is still a beautiful country that has been through quite a lot, but I've got one last question for you. This is not a um, a multiple choice. You guys have to write it down. Are you guys ready for this one? Actually, yeah. Uh-oh. this will give the person five points. So either Mirza gets 10 points or Oya surpasses at eight points because you're currently Oya's on three points, Mirza's on five. So let's see. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. Hey. What? Does Indonesia, the word Indonesia, actually mean? And you get points for creativity if you don't get it. None of you get it. I, I don't. Let me find a spare page here. Indonesia. Yeah. Oh, I probably know the answer. Oh, he knows the answer. Yeah, I probably know the answer, but I'm not too sure though. Do we have to write it down? Or do we just say our answers? Answers. Write it down so that you could show it, and then you can read it out. Oh, okay. I don't know. Don't worry, I'll, I'll put the music in the background. Oh, yeah, do you have anything written down? Yeah, but it's not good. Yeah, I don't think it's right. Okay. All right. Anyway, let's go. I'll Three, show you. Two, one. Show us your answers. Oh, are we doing it together? Oh, it's <laughs> so small. <God>. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> do it together, but show yours, show yours. Let me let me see if I can read it out. Wow. Uh, oh yeah, I, I can't see yours. Bring it closer. <laughs> I write small. My blood, my land. <laughs> <laughs> so I always written down my blood, my land. And Mirza has written down Indian Islands. Let's see who the winner is. I should have wrote Lit India. <laughs> <laughs> inside joke, guys, inside joke. All right, you ready? Indonesia's um, facts revealed that the country got its name from the combined Greek terms 
Indos, and Nessos. Meaning, the Indian island. What the hell? <laughs> the origins of the name go back to the 18th century, long before Indonesia became a country, and long before the population of the region started talking about uh, started using the name. The 19th yeah. century brought the first scientific use of the term Indonesia when talking about the region, but it was not until the early 20th century that it became widely used in international academic circles, um, excluding in the Netherlands, of course, um, and Indonesians started to use the term widely only after World War One. So what the hell? We've got a winner here. Round it's the champion, Mirza Prabhu. <laughs> It sounds like you're saying champion. champion. How did you know that? Did you actually learn that before or did you just I, know? I, I actually watched a whole video about Indonesia's history like <laughs> ages ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn, look at that. Mirza is the least um, Bahasa known, yeah. uh, if that's a word, person in this um, chat, fam. <laughs> but he's winning all of the Indonesian-themed quizzes. I don't understand. You really are. <laughs> You know how I came up with my guess? Because I was trying to translate Tana Airku. <laughs> but obviously, I don't even think it's blood. Blood oh is dara. Yeah, blood anyway. is dara. Anyway, yeah. Mirza is the winner. Uh, our first champion of the chat fam, um, a chat lesson. Um, so well done, Mirza. Um, and we have reached the end of this lesson. So uh, Mirza, what is the Indo word of the day? Islands. Islands. That's a good one. Man. Nothing like bloody, what was the that last is... time? Yeah, <laughs> bloody geography. Oh, yeah, geography. <laughs> island. What is island? Do you, do you know it? Oh, okay. Now that I searched it up now, I know what it is. You guys ready? I probably, like, won't think of it. But once you say it, I'll be like, oh, yeah. You ready? So just go say it. Right, go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ulao. P-U-L-A-U. Ulao is islands. Um, not wow. freaking archipelago. Archipelago. <laughs> How do you say it again? Archipelago. Archipelago. That's right. Now I can't say it now. See if they have it on, like, do they have an Indo word for archipelago as well? Oh, my God, yeah. Just out of curiosity. They might have a word for it. <laughs> Maybe it's Pulau Oh my god, Pulau. it's it's Kapulawan. Kapulawan. So it's Pulau, right? Yeah. Uh, island. Um, archipelago is Kapu. Oh my god, Kapulawan. Kapulawan. Okay. It's like Bakar and Kabakar. Oh, I see. So you're yeah, just yeah. adding the K-E at the start. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. All right. There you go, cool. Mirza. Pulau. How do you say Pulau. it? Yeah, mate. Pulau. Pulau. Yeah, P-U-L-A-U for islands. Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you so much today, you guys. Thank you to our champions, uh, our challenges for today, Mirza and Oya. Um, finally putting them head-to-head in a quiz and not have me lose every time. Um, <laughs> that was very fun teaching you guys um, a very short history of Indonesia. Um, make sure, again, to subscribe on our YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on our Instagram and our Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Please, please, please share us around if you like us um, and if leave a like comment us. down below. If you like us, <laughs> you better like us. 
<laughs> telling you, mate. Um, and again, my name is Sam. My name is Emisa. Yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Bye. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.